I would like to dedicate this book to Leo. Dragon Masters number 21, Bloom of the Flower Dragon by Tracy West. Chapter one, The Dragon Visitor. Worm, we have a visitor, Drake said. Worm, a big brown earth dragon, opened his eyes. He had been nappy next to Drake. Drake showed Worm the tiny dragon perched on his hand. White flower petals sprouted on the head, wings, and tail of the little green dragon. Have you ever seen a dragon this size? Drake asked. The green chunk of dragonstone around his neck glowed, like it always did when he communicated with his dragon. He heard Worm's reply inside his head. It looks like a type of flower dragon. Just then, a shadow crossed over them. Drake looked up to see three dragons flying above the Valley of Clouds. First came Bo, riding on the winds with his blue water dragon, Shu. <clears throat> Next came Anna, flying gracefully with Kepri, her white sun dragon. Finally, Rory and her red fire dragon, Vulcan, zoomed down from the sky. The three dragons landed in the grass. Their dragon masters climbed down and ran toward Drake and Worm. Drake, you're back, Bo cried. Did you stop Astrid? asked Anna. Rory spotted the flower dragon. Did you bring that dragon back with you? Drake took a deep breath. There's a lot to tell you, he said. The last two days had been very busy. Drake, several dragon masters, and dozens of wizards had tried to stop a wizard named Astrid from casting a terrible spell. She wanted to bring the bones of ancient beasts to life and take over the world. Astrid cast the spell, Drake began. She brought the bones to life at the fortress of the stone dragon. Then she took her army to King Albin's kingdom. Anna gasped. How did you stop her? Drake explained how dragon masters Mina and her ice dragon Frost and Caspar and his stone dragon Shaka had helped Drake and Worm defeat Astrid. In the end, Shaka turned Astrid into stone, Drake finished. Bo, Anna, and Rory listened to the story with wide eyes. I'm glad you stopped Astrid, Rory said. Me too, Bo agreed. But where's Griffith? Didn't he come back with you? Griffith the wizard taught Drake, Anna, Bo, and Rory how to work with their dragons. They all lived in King Roland's castle, just behind the Valley of Clouds. Griffith is helping to bring Astrid to the Wizard's Council prison, Drake replied. Even though she's a statue now, this will make sure she'll never hurt anyone again. Anna moved closer to the flower dragon. You still haven't told us where you found this little cutie. This dragon found me, Drake replied. Worm and I had just gotten back when this flower dragon climbed onto my arm, but I don't know where he came from. Suddenly, Drake's dragonstone began to glow. Then he heard Worm's voice in his mind. The flower dragon is reaching out to me, Worm said. His name is Wildroot. He says he needs our help. Chapter 2, Wildroot's Tale Wildroot continued to communicate with Worm. Drake listened to Worm's voice in his head. Wildroot lives near the village of Stelberg in the lofty mountains. He says his tribe is in danger. Then Drake told his friends what he'd heard. A tribe? Does he live with a whole group of flower dragons? Bo asked. Suddenly, a picture popped into Drake's mind, and he knew Worm was sending it. 
Drake saw a green field studded with star-shaped white flowers. Tiny green dragons slept and played among the flowers. Wild Roots tribe lives in this field of rare star flowers. Then a picture appeared of a creature no taller than the flowers. She wore a gown made of golden brown leaves, the same color as her wrinkled skin. She had leafy wings too. Is that a fairy? Drake asked Worm. Bright Eye is a forest sprite and a friend of the flower dragons. She can see into the future. And in a vision, she saw a terrible monster heading for Stelberg. A new picture appeared in Drake's head. Two red glowing eyes peering out of a dark forest. He gasped. Bright Eye told the tribe they would need help to defeat the monster. She told them of the brave dragons of Bracken Castle and their dragon masters who help others. Wildroot volunteered and came here. The picture vanished. Drake told his friends what he had seen and heard. Wildroot came to the right place, Rory cried. We'll help him. Wildroot says the red-eyed monster will reach Stelberg in a day or two, Worm told Drake. There is not much time. We should go inside. Bo suggested. Griffith has maps in his workshop that can help us. And Rory and I will look for books about flower dragons in the classroom, Anna added. They traveled through the tunnel connecting the Valley of Clouds to Bracken Castle. Worm, Shu, Kepri, and Vulcan went into the dragon caves to rest. Wildroot perched on Drake's shoulder. Then Drake and Bo entered Griffith's workshop. Books and magical items filled the shelves. On a table was a wooden box carved with dragons. It held a large piece of the dragon stone. This magical stone chose those who were ready to become dragon masters. Bo picked up a book and leafed through the pages. I'll see if I can find the lofty mountains, he muttered as he searched. Then he stopped and smiled. Got it. Here they are. And here is Stelberg. Drake looked at the map. Stelberg sat all by itself on one of the mountains. The bottom of the map showed a castle and a large forest. The dark forest, he read out loud. That looks sort of spooky. Bo pointed to an area on the map close to Stelberg. There's the field of starflowers. Perfect, Drake cried. I'll get, go get worms so we can. The lid of the carved box suddenly flew open. Then a burst of bright green light shot from Griffith's dragon stone. Chapter 3 a new dragon master? Moving pictures appeared inside the dragonstone's light. Drake and Bo watched a boy with blonde, wavy hair stroll along a hilly path. He wore a brown vest over a pale purple tunic. Just then, Rory and Anna ran into Griffith's workshop. We saw the light, Rory cried. The dragonstone turned on all of a sudden, Bo replied. Look, the blonde boy passed a building with a sign over the door the Stelberg Inn. Stelberg, Drake cried. That's near where Wildroot is from. Do you think the Dragonstone is showing us Wildroot's Dragon Master? Rory cried, jumping up and down. Wildroot scrambled over to the stone. He looked up at the image of the boy, his eyes wide. Then the green light faded. I think this means we're supposed to find Wildroot's Dragon Master, Anna said. We need a plan, Bo said. But first, I will go to the kitchen and bring us some food so we don't have to stop for dinner. Good idea, Bo, Drake replied. I'll go get Worm. We need to know if Wildroot recognized that boy. 
A few minutes later, the four Dragon Masters were seated around the table in their classroom. Wildroot sat on the tabletop, and Worm fit his large head through the door. Bo passed around a plate of bread, cheese, and apples. I wonder if Wildroot is hungry, Drake said. Worm, what do flower dragons eat? Worm looked at Wildroot. Seconds later, Drake heard Worm's voice in his head. Drake told the others, Wildroot says he got plenty of sunshine today, so he's not hungry. Anna smiled. Flower dragons eat sunshine? Wait until Wildroot sees what Kepri can do. Drake smiled too. Then he turned to Worm. Can you please ask Wildroot if he has seen the boy in the Dragonstone before? His Dragonstone glowed. Wildroot says no. The flower dragons stay hidden from humans. Drake reported this to his friends. Maybe we need Wildroot's Dragon Master to help us fight the monster? Rory guessed. Bo nodded. That sounds right. Drake looked at Wildroot. We will go to Stelberg first thing in the morning to find his Dragon Master. Chapter 4, To the Village. The next morning, Drake awoke with the little flower dragon curled up beside him. Wildroot yawned. The tiny dragon scuttled over the window. He lifted his face and closed his eyes as the sun hit his scales. He smiled. Bo sat up in his bed and laughed. Wildroot's eating breakfast, he said, and then his stomach rumbled. I could use some breakfast too. Drake and Bo got dressed for the day. Drake picked up Wildroot and they made their way to the Dragon Master's dining room. Rory and Anna were already there, and so was Griffith. Good morning, Drake and Bo, Griffith said. You'll be happy to know that Astrid is safely locked away in the Wizard's Council prison. He stepped closer to Wildroot. So this is the flower dragon Rory and Anna just told me about, he said. You are a fine-looking dragon, Wildroot. Then the wizard clapped his hands. Drake, I think Anna should go with you and Wildroot to Stelberg. Since flower dragons like sunshine, Kepri might be useful. Hooray, Anna exclaimed. Rory and Bo, you'll stay with me. I've been away for some time and there is much to do here at the castle, Griffith said. Now, everyone, let's eat. The cook made currant buns. Drake sat down and picked up a bun dotted with purple berries. Griffith, we're going to try to find the boy in the Dragonstone as soon as we get to Stelberg, he said, taking a bite. That is smart, Griffith replied. There is a reason my stone showed you the boy. After breakfast, they all went to the dragon caves. Worm and Kepri came out of their caves. Worm, we need to transport to the village of Stelberg, Drake announced. Then Drake heard Worm's voice in his head. Wildroot is worried. He says the villagers do not know about flower dragons. His tribe lives a quiet life, hidden among the star flowers, and they like it that way. Drake told the others about Wildroot's fear. Griffith extended his right pointer finger and sparks shot out. A cloth pouch with a strap magically appeared. Wildroot can hide in this bag, Griffith said. Thanks, Drake said. Worm, let Wildroot know. Wildroot climbed inside and Drake slung it over his shoulder. Griffith handed Drake a green dragonstone that dangled from a gold chain. Give this to the new dragon master when you meet him, Griffith instructed. Drake nodded. Yes, Griffith. He tucked the stone into his pocket. Then he and Anna touched Worm and Anna touched Kepri. Worm, take us to Stelberg, Drake cried. Worm transported them in a flash of light. Drake blinked. They had landed in the middle of a village square. 
Behind them was a carved wooden statue of a winged dragon as big as worm. Drake read the plaque at its base. The legendary dragon of Stelberg, he said. Suddenly, villagers surrounded them. They pointed at Worm and Kepri. Dragons, a man yelled. Chapter 5, Oscar. Our dragons are friendly, Drake told the villagers who had gathered around them. Yes, please don't be scared, Anna added. A woman stepped forward. We are not afraid of your dragons, she said. It is good to see dragons in our village again. Drake pointed to the statue. Did that winged dragon once live here? She nodded. Yes, she did. You see, all kinds of dangerous creatures live in the lofty mountains. That great dragon protected Stelberg from them. But we have not had a dragon protector here for a hundred years. Anna looked at Drake and he gazed down at his bag. They would have to explain things without giving up the secret of the flower dragons. We have come here because of a very special dragon, Drake announced. Yes, and we are looking for the boy who has been chosen to become this dragon's dragon master, Anna added. We don't know the boy's name, but he should be eight years old, Drake said. With blonde, wavy hair, Anna added. The woman turned to the villagers. Boys, come forward. Six boys made their way to the front of the crowd. All of them had blonde, wavy hair. But Drake and Anna recognized the boy from the Dragonstone. Drake pointed at him. The Dragonstone has chosen you to be a Dragon Master. My name is Oscar, he said, grinning with excitement. He looked up at Worm and Kepri. Which of these fine dragons shall I be master of? Drake wasn't sure what to say. Then he heard Worm's voice. Wild Root would like to meet Oscar. He is not afraid anymore. Your dragon is right here. Drake told Oscar, and he opened his bag. Wildroot crawled onto Drake's arm. This is Wildroot. Oscar frowned. That is my dragon? Are you kidding me? Chapter 6, A Mystery. The villagers all started to talk at once. Drake even heard some laughter. What kind of dragon is that? It's too small to be a dragon. On a motion to Oscar, we should go somewhere quieter to talk about this. Follow me, Oscar replied, but I can't talk long. I got something very important to do. Oscar led them outside the village square, past the Stelberg Inn and buildings where food, clothing, and other goods were for sale. Then Oscar stopped next to a field of grazing sheep. All right, he said. Who are you and what do you want? I am Anna, and this is my dragon, Kepri, Anna answered. And this is Drake and his dragon, Worm. We're from the kingdom of Bracken. Wildroot here is a flower dragon from these mountains, Drake explained. He traveled to find us because his tribe needs help. A monster is headed this way. Oscar frowned. A monster? Yes, Anna replied. And if we all work together, we can stop it. But we can't do it without you, Drake added. You and Wildroot need to learn how to work together. As his dragon master, you can help him tap into his powers. Oscar pointed to the backpack he wore. Can't you handle this without me? I'm on my way to Greystone Castle to find my father. Where did he go? Anna asked. One month ago, he went on an errand to the castle and he hasn't come back, Oscar replied. I'm afraid something terrible has happened to him. Chapter 7, The Valley of Starflowers. Oscar began to walk away. Sorry I can't help you, he said. I have an idea. Anna called out to him. 
If you come with us to help the flower dragons, then we will help you find your father. Oscar stopped. Really? Yes, Drake replied. Worm can transport us to that castle in the blink of an eye. You won't have to walk there. Can we go to Greystone first? Oscar asked. Drake shook his head. No, we must hurry to stop the monster. Oscar looked thoughtful. Then he nodded. Okay, let's get going. The sooner we learn what this monster is all about, the sooner we will find my father. Drake took the dragonstone from his pocket and put it around Oscar's neck. This will help you communicate with Wildroot. We will explain on the way. Wildroot hopped onto Worm's neck. Wildroot will show me the way, Worm told Drake. We will take the lead. As they walked away from the village, Drake touched his dragonstone. Did you see how my dragonstone just glowed, Oscar? Drake asked. The stone allows dragon masters and their dragons to understand each other. I can hear Worm's voice in my head. He can hear my voice too. Oscar, why don't you try communicating with Wildroot, Anna suggested. Oscar looked down at his dragon stone. Okay, he said. Hey, Wildroot, why are you so small? Anna glanced at Drake and shook her head. Oscar waited. Not glowing. I think your magical stone picked the wrong boy for this little dragon. Worm, does Wildroot feel any connection at all to Oscar? Drake asked. He says that Oscar is a turnip head, Worm replied. Drake sighed. I don't think these two will ever connect, he whispered to Anna. They walked for about an hour down the side of the mountain. Worm stopped as a valley opened up before them. This is the Valley of Starflowers, Oscar remarked, gazing all around. It's where the grandmothers come to collect flowers for tea. Tiny white flowers dotted the green grass as far as they could see. How beautiful, Anna whispered. Wildroot stood on his back legs. He began to sing, ooh, 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 ah. The air sparkled with glittery mist and dozens of flower dragons appeared among the flowers. Drake gasped. I've never seen so many dragons before. Chapter 8, Legend of the Werewolf. The flower dragons swarmed around the dragon masters and their dragons. They made excited chirping sounds. They seemed to be communicating with Wildroot. Worm, why didn't we see the flower dragons at first? Drake asked. Wildroot says that flower dragons release a special mist. The mist keeps humans from seeing them. When Wildroot sang, the dragon stopped the illusion. That is an amazing power, Anna said. Even Oscar seemed impressed. Yes, that is a pretty good trick. Drake heard Worm again. The flower dragons get all their powers from drinking star flower nectar. These flowers and dragons are connected. As Drake repeated this news, a tiny creature flew up to the newcomers. Drake recognized her as the forest sprite, forest sprite that Wildroot had shown Worm. Are you Bright Eye? He asked. The flower dragon's friend who can see the future? She bowed her head in greeting. Indeed, I am. I live with others of my kind in the nearby forest. We look out for the flower dragons. Drake and Anna introduced themselves and their dragons. Bright Eye smiled. You are the Dragon Masters of Bracken, the ones who help others. I am Oscar, and I'm not from Bracken, Oscar said. I am Wildroot's Dragon Master, or at least that's what Drake says. Wildroot jumped off Worm, dashed over to Bright Eye, and started to chirp. Wait, 
Do you and the dragons understand one another? Drake asked the forest sprite. Bright eyes, golden eyes twinkled. When you are as old as I am, you understand many things. Wildroot told us you saw a vision of a red-eyed monster, Anna said, and that you need our help. The fairy nodded. I fear that the flower dragons and the people of the village are in great danger. Let us see where the monster is now. She produced a twig from her belt and moved it in circles. A ring of golden fairy dust formed in the air. Inside the glittering ring, an image of a spooky cave appeared. Red glowing eyes peered from within. Then the creature let out an eerie howl. Drake shivered. I know that howl, Bright Eye said. This monster is a werewolf. It will be here soon. She waved her hand and the fairy ring and the image inside disappeared. I know what a wolf is, but what's a werewolf? Drake asked. Oscar spoke up. Everyone in Stelberg knows about werewolves, he said. They are fierce, hungry monsters, much larger than wolves. A werewolf eats anything that moves. Yes, Bright Eye said, but the werewolf is also a poor, cursed creature. White berries called moonberries grow in the deepest part of the forest. Any creature that eats one will turn into a werewolf. Drake frowned. Is there a way to undo a werewolf curse? I am not sure. Bright Eye replied. Our parents teach us a rhyme about werewolves that could be helpful, Oscar added. Their werewolf will bring only danger and doom unless it is stopped by the dragon's bloom. Dragon's bloom, Bright Eye repeated. Nobody knows exactly what it means, Oscar said. I think it has something to do with the legendary dragon of Stauberg. Drake's head suddenly filled with Worm's words. Wildroot is very excited, the flower dragons have a special power called bloom. He thinks the rhyme means that bloom can stop the werewolf, but they must perform bloom in bright sunlight. What if the werewolf attacks at night? Drake repeated Worm's words. Then he said, the flower dragon's bloom power might be the key to stopping the monster. But if the werewolf comes at night, we're doomed. Anna smiled and looked at Capri. Let's show them what you can do. Chapter 9, Dancing Dragons. Kepri nodded to Anna and soared up into the sky, over the Valley of Starflowers. Wildroot and the tribe of flower dragons gazed up at the sun dragon. Then Kepri opened her mouth and a wide beam of soft, warm sunlight streamed out. The flower dragons closed their eyes and drank in the warmth. Then they opened their eyes and began to move. They formed a circle. Each dragon began to twirl and spin and leap, they're dancing, Anna called out from above. She stared at them, spellbound. Flower dragons eat sunlight. It powers them up, Drake remembered. Kepri's light must be giving them extra energy. Incredible, Bright Eye said, fluttering her wings. They will be able to perform bloom even if the werewolf comes at night. Oscar put his hands on his hips. That's great, but a werewolf is a terrifying creature with sharp fangs and wicked claws. Even with some flowery, blooming power, a bunch of tiny dancing dragons won't be able to fight a werewolf. We need to go back to the village, get pitchforks, and... What about your rhyme? Drake reminded him. It says that the werewolf can be stopped by the dragon's bloom. That has to mean the bloom power, doesn't it? Oscar frowned. Maybe, but... I 
A strange wail echoed through the valley. Startled, Kepri quickly landed in the grass. The flower dragon stopped dancing. Aye! Is that the werewolf? Anna asked. A rustling sound came from the forest at the edge of the valley. Suddenly, an army of strange creatures emerged from the trees. Aye! Oscar gasped. The Finster Buns! He cried. Chapter 10, The Finster Buns. The strange small creatures charged forward. Drake squinted. They looked like rabbits, but different. Each one had leathery wings, sharp teeth, and antlers. Drake gasped. The Finster Buns look like dangerous mini-monsters. They're more weird than dangerous, Oscar explained. They live in Finster Hollow, on the other side of the village. We stay away from them. If you touch one, you'll sprout furry bunny ears and a fluffy tail. Old man John touched one when he was a boy, and he still wears a hat all the time. Anna took a step back. That is definitely weird. Aye! Hundreds of finster buns, more than Drake could count, raced onto the field and quickly began munching on star flowers. Chee! 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 Wildroot chirped in alarm and jumped on Worm's neck. Seconds later, Drake heard Worm. Wildroot says that if the finster buns are not stopped, they will eat all the star flowers. Drake remembered Wildroot saying that star flower nectar is what feeds the flower dragon's powers. Without the nectar, the dragons couldn't perform bloom. We have to stop the finster buns from eating the star flowers, Drake cried. Worm, freeze them. Worm's eyes began to glow bright green. All the finster buns stopped moving. Drake looked at Anna and Oscar. Worm can't hold them like this for long. We need to find a way to get rid of them without hurting them. Why did they come here in the first place? Anna wondered. Just then, Bright Eye flew over. I have had another vision, she said. The werewolf entered Finster Hollow earlier today, and the Finster Buns fled. It is very close now. It will be here by nightfall. Then we need to get these Finster Buns out of here. Fast, Drake said. The flower dragons need to feed on star, star flowers to get ready for the werewolf. Oscar's eyes lit up. I know. The Finster Buns are clearly hungry. We can lead them to the big field of chamomile flowers that's between here and the village. There are plenty of flowers in the mountains, so the Finster Buns can eat all they want. I think the Finster Buns might follow the flower dragons if they start dancing again, Anna suggested. I know I couldn't take my eyes off them. Drake nodded. It's worth a try. Bright Eye fluttered her wings. I will ask the flower dragons to follow Kepri, she said. And then she flew off. Anna jumped on Kepri's back. Let's fly. Kepri flew to the group of frozen finster buns. She streamed sunlight in front of them and the flower dragons flocked to the light. Once again, they began to dance. All right, Worm, unfreeze the finster buns, Drake yelled. Worm's eyes stopped glowing. The weird creature started moving again. They munched on the flowers. Then they noticed the flower dragons and their heads all turned at once. Kepri, forward, Anna cried. Kepri slowly flew toward the chamomile field. The flower dragon tribe danced after her and one by one, the finster buns hopped after them. Drake grinned. It's working. Kepri and the flower dragons are leading the finster buns away from the Valley of Star Flowers. Chapter 11, Night Falls. Drake and Oscar walked behind the hopping finster buns. 
Wildroot danced on Worm's neck as the earth dragon crawled along. Worm, thank you for freezing those finster buns, Drake said. Oscar sighed. Your dragon has very amazing powers. You were lucky to be his dragon master. I am, Drake agreed, but I had no idea how powerful he was when we first met. Worm surprised me. I do not think Wildroot will surprise me, Oscar said, looking at his dragon. Listen, the Dragon Stone chooses every Dragon Master for a reason, Drake said. There's a reason why it chose you. You knew the poem about the dragon's bloom. It was your idea to bring the Finster Buns to the chamomile field. And the danger isn't over yet. Who knows what else you and Wildroot will do? Oscar frowned and didn't reply. When they finally reached the field, Kepri stopped her sunlight. The flower dragon stopped dancing and the finster buns sniffed the air. Then they began munching on the flowers. Anna swooped down on Kepri and landed beside Worm. We did it, she cried. Drake gazed at the sky. It's almost sunset. We should hurry back to the valley. Anna grinned at the flower dragons. Who wants a ride, she asked. Several of the dragons happily climbed on Kepri's back. The sun dragon took off flying low. When everyone returned to the valley, Drake gathered the flower dragons together. Worm, please tell them to get ready for the werewolf. They should drink lots of starflower nectar to power up, Drake instructed. Worm nodded. Soon, the flower dragon spread out across the field and began to sip the nectar. Nectar. Oscar took off his backpack. I brought some food for my trip to find my father. We should all eat something. As the sun went down, Anna built a small fire in a clearing on the edge of the flowers. The three dragon masters sat near it, watching the flames as they ate. Worm, Kepri, and Wildroot stayed close by. This plan is madness, Oscar said. There is a werewolf on the way. We need weapons. I think Wildroot and the rest of the flower dragons will come through, Drake told him. Yes, Anna agreed. I have seen dragons do some really amazing things. Oscar looked up at the stars. I certainly hope their power works so we can go look for my father soon. Wildroot can come with us, Drake said. I'm sure you two will bond on the trip. Oscar shrugged. Maybe. Wildroot is very cute, but I have always dreamed of being dragon master of a big, strong dragon, like the legendary dragon of Stauberg. Drake saw Wildroot frown. The little dragon hopped off Worm and walked away. Drake sighed. Oscar, I think... A howl came from the forest. Drake felt a chill deep in his bones. Oscar jumped up. The werewolf is here. Chapter 12, Under Attack. Shaking in fear, the flower dragons rushed toward the dragon masters. Bright Eye flew over to Drake. We must wait until the werewolf is in sight to perform bloom, she told him. Wildroot can command the flower dragons when it is time. Oh! The werewolf howled again. Drake's head snapped to the right. That howl came from another direction. Are there two werewolves? The creature is circling us, Worm told him. It will force us into a small group so that it can attack us all at once. Can you sense where it is and freeze it? Drake asked. It is moving too fast right now, Worm replied. Perhaps when it gets closer. Ow! The howl was louder this time. The hair stood up on Drake's arms. The werewolf is circling us, Drake yelled. Anna, get Kepri in place to charge up the flower dragons. Anna jumped on Kepri's back. Kepri, fly! 
Wildroot and the rest of the flower dragons grouped together. Worm, Drake, and Oscar stood near the tiny dragons, keeping an eye out for the werewolf. Ow! Drake, the werewolf will attack any minute, Worm warned. But before Drake could warn the others, the werewolf charged at them, snarling and snapping its jaws. For a second, Drake couldn't breathe. The creature was as big as a horse, with muscles rippling under shaggy brown fur. Two red eyes glowed on its face, and rows of yellow, sharp teeth filled its huge mouth. Drake shook off his fear. Worm, freeze it, he yelled. Worm's eyes began to glow, but the werewolf was faster. It leapt through the air and tackled Worm, knocking him to the ground. It snarled and unfurled its jagged claws. Overhead, Anna cried out, Kepri, sunlight! A burst of bright golden light lit up the night, distracting the werewolf. Kepri flew in a tight circle around the flower dragons, focusing her light on them. Dragons, soak up the sunlight, Bright Eye called out. The flower dragons lifted their faces to the sunlight. Grrr! The beast leapt away from Worm. It jumped over the earth dragon and lunged toward the terrified flower dragons. Worm! Worm, are you all right? Drake cried, running to his dragon. Oscar dashed past Drake and jumped in between the werewolf and the flower dragons. Leave these dragons alone, you monster, he yelled. Chapter 13, Bloom. The werewolf lunged at Oscar, snapping its jaws. Oscar, Drake yelled. The werewolf's body glowed green and it stopped in midair. Drake gasped and looked at Worm. The dragon's eyes were open and shining with green light. Good work, Worm, Drake cried. Oscar's face was pale. He turned to Drake. What now? Drake heard Worm's voice in his head. This werewolf has powerful energy. I can't keep it frozen much longer. The flower dragons must perform bloom. Ask Wildroot to give the flower dragons the command, Worm, Drake instructed. Suddenly, Wildroot climbed onto Oscar's arm. Oscar's dragonstone began to glow. His mouth dropped open. I can hear Wildroot in my head, he said, turning to his flower dragon. The flower dragons are ready, but Worm must let go of the werewolf for their bloom power to work. Oscar looked into Wildroot's eyes. I know you can do it, and I will be here to protect you if you need me. Wildroot nodded. Bright Eye landed on Oscar's shoulder. You and Wildroot are ready to lead the flower dragons. Oscar smiled proudly. Okay, Wildroot, tell the dragons to perform bloom. The flower dragons began to glow with soft white light. The petals on top of each one's head opened up. A sweet scent traveled across the air. They're ready, Oscar announced. Worm, unfreeze the werewolf now, Drake yelled. The green glow in Worm's eyes faded. The werewolf landed on the grass and snarled. Then it sniffed the air. The creature collapsed to the ground. I think it's working. Oscar cried, and Drake and Anna cheered. But then their werewolf slowly began to rise, growling. Suddenly, Wildroot ran toward the werewolf. Wildroot, what are you doing? Oscar yelled. Wildroot jumped on the werewolf's back. The dragon's body started glowing brightly, and the wolf's nose twitched from the flowery smell. White light spread across the werewolf. Then the creature became still. In a flash, the light exploded. Drake had to shield his eyes from the brightness. When the light faded, he saw a man lying in the grass where the werewolf had been. A man with blonde, wavy hair. Chapter 14, The Traveler's Tale. Father, 
Oscar cried. Dazed, the man sat up. He stared at Oscar. Son, he cried, and Oscar ran into his arms. They both sobbed. Anna and Kepri flew down from the sky. Wildroot and the flower dragons gathered around Oscar and his father. Drake rushed over to them, shaking his head. Oscar, is this really your father? But how? I am not sure what happened to me, the man said, standing up. You have been missing for one month since you left for Greystone Castle, Oscar explained. His father nodded. It's coming back to me. I was returning from the castle when I got lost in the dark forest. I became so hungry that I ate some strange white berries. Moonberries are white, Anna cried. They're what turned you into a werewolf. Oscar's father shuddered. To think I became that foul creature. But how? How did you save me? I am a dragon master now, father, Oscar explained. My dragon, Wildroot, and the rest of his tribe saved you. They used their powers to undo the terrible curse. Oscar's father gazed at the flower dragons in wonder. Thank you all, he said. He looked at his son. I know it is late, but I would like to get back to Stelberg. Of course, the village is only about an hour's walk from here, Oscar said. Wildroot, will you come with us? Wildroot climbed onto Oscar's arm, and the boy grinned. I can't wait to show you off to the villagers. Maybe they'll even build you a statue, he said. Stelberg is a new brave dragon protector. Bright Eye flew in front of Oscar. A magical ball of light glowed on the end of her wand. I will come with you and light your way before I head back to the forest. Oscar turned to his new friends. Thank you, Drake and Anna, he said. I hope one day I can be a great dragon master like you both are. Anna grinned. I'm sure you will. Drake looked at his dragon. Worm, time to go home. Chapter 15, Diego's Idea. Worm transported Drake, Anna, and Kepri to Bracken. When they appeared in the training room, they heard laughter from down the hall. Drake and Anna ran to the Dragon Master's classroom. Griffith's wizard friend, Diego, was seated at the table with Griffith, Bo, and Rory. Rory jumped up. Drake, Anna, how did it go? Did you stop the red-eyed monster? We did, Anna replied, and we also found Wildroot's dragon master, Master Oscar. He and Wildroot made a connection. Griffith nodded. Excellent. I know a wizard in the lofty mountains who can help Oscar and Wildroot learn to work together. I will contact her. Tell us about the monster, Bo asked Drake. It's a long story, Drake said, taking a seat. He yawned, and I'm pretty tired. It seems like Worm and I have been going nonstop ever since Astrid got loose. Diego smiled. That's exactly why I'm here, Drake. Carlos is very fond of you. He will never forget when you and Worm came to the land of Aragon to tell him he was a dragon master. He would like you both to come for a visit. Drake remembered that trip well. He thought of the smell of the salt air and the sandy beach where Diego and Carlos lived. It would be a very peaceful place to rest. And he liked Carlos and his dragon. How soon can we leave? Drake asked, grinning. I can't wait to see Carlos and Lalo the lightning dragon again. The end. That is the last Dragon Masters that has currently been released or published. Um, so until either another Magic Treehouse or another Zoe and Sassafras or another Dragon Masters get published, I'm going to switch over and read Flat Stanley's Worldwide Adventures, uh, starting with number one. 
the original Flat Stanley I posted on this podcast way back in 2020, if you want to find it and listen to it before we uh, pick up Flat Stanley's adventures next week. Thank you for listening, as always, and have a good week and uh, hear you or see you or be with you soon. Peace.